That's my brother, Matt. That was quite the intro song. Right? Shout out to number 98. Got married what this up, weekend. Matt, we were, what up, 98? We were there. It was great. We also managed to squeeze in some college football this weekend, we Matthew. Yes, sir. And what a weekend it was. Hey, college football is getting, getting healthy, getting happy. It is. It's getting to be the best uh-huh. time of the year. Let's start off with the Big Ten. So... About Ohio State being the only adult in the room. Things look a little bit different after their trip to West Lafayette on Saturday, (laughs) in which they were absolutely thumped by Purdue 49-20. Boilermaker senior running back DJ Knock just gashed the Buckeye defense. 128 yards, three touchdowns on 16 carries, and I'm not even stating that their quarterback had over 300 yards. Purdue started the season 0-3, which included an opening night loss to Northwestern, and they now won four straight. Yeah, a lot, I mean, a lot of thoughts about sure. this. A lot of thoughts. I would like to say I felt like earlier this year we said we thought Purdue was better than their record. Now, <laughs> beat the Buckeyes better. <laughs> right. Good offense, though, right? I mean, we've known yep. that. We've known that the Boilermakers possess a good offense. We've known... Ohio State struggles with the run this year for reasons I can't quite explain considering how well they seem to recruit and yeah, yeah. how well Urban Meyer seems to do on offense. Um, but when you got a quarterback in Dwayne Haskins throwing – what He, he th- still threw he 400, 420 yards Saturday. But my point being when you're throwing like 55, 60 times, I can't remember the exact number, uh, you might be in a little trouble. You might be a little uh, single – Faceted. I don't know if that's the right word. Well, they're also not capitalizing. Um, if you're throwing right. for 400 yards, you only yeah. you only come away with 20 points. What's up with that? Not great. Not great. Couldn't capitalize. I mean, shocking loss. There's no. I don't know. I obviously they're fine, quote unquote, for the Big mm. Ten. Like they that's a that's a Western opponent. So if you're going to lose a conference game, you want to lose to someone in the other division. No, but they I, have. I don't they have to be that. Now. They oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I don't see a way that they can possibly make it to the playoff, even if they win the conference. Like, you can't lose like that to Purdue and then get let into the playoff. I agree with that sentiment. They gave up 42 to Oklahoma last year, and there was a whole bunch of whining and crying about them not getting in. Now, they did win the Big Ten outright, so if that happens, you know, we'll, we'll come back, we'll table this topic, but... I agree too, and this I'm dabbling into national news here. But this is also why, to me, Texas is a pretender at six. Like you, can, you can't lose to Maryland. They're not even they're not yeah. even the fourth best team in the Big Ten East. Are you serious? That's yeah. your loss. Yeah, you're out, man. And not even in a yeah. close way. Texas, told, yeah. I, you can't be forgiven. You know, you'd be forgiven for a lot, not for that, not this season. I, I think for both the Buckeyes and the Longhorns there. 
I agree. Can't give up Couldn't 49 to Purdue. So let's roll through a couple other games before we tug at our personal heartstrings here. Yeah. So Iowa continues to roll. Speaking of adults in the room, we may have somebody who's grown up quickly out of Iowa City, 23-0 to over Maryland. Northwestern is probably the most consistent team at playing to the level of their opponents. Squeaks out a rock fight over Rutgers, 18-15. to You only need to win by one. It has already snowed this season in Madison, Wisconsin. An unfortunate weekend for the Illini and choose the away all-white uniforms. Very confusing on television, especially during that uh, weather delay for the Michigan-Michigan State game, which m- mm-hmm. the Badgers took home 49-20. to Minnesota appearing rather rudderless, rowing the P.J. Fleck boat or not rowing it against Nebraska, hitting the Cornhuskers. And Scott Frost, their first victory under Coach Frost, 53-28, frosted flex, as they say. And in our vanilla pudding game of the week, Penn State defeats Indiana, 33-28. Did I miss anything? No, the only thing I would say on those games, one, Hawkeye's best team yep. in the West. Continue I agree. To show it. Two, Illinois played Wisconsin. I know it was like during the snow part of the, the snow, like wasn't there, then yeah. it was there, yeah. then it left. Played them tough, kind of, during that snow section. I don't know if that says more about Wisconsin than it does Illinois. I mean, eventually, obviously, Wisconsin ran away with it, but... uh, I think it's just like nobody wants to play football. It it wasn't like it was like you had light flurries. Like, you were being just slammed with snow in the middle of the game. Yeah, well, but this is the Big Ten, dog. Like, that happens. You gotta gotta play. And then, man, P.J. Fleck, like, that's Yikes. a game you don't want to lose. I'm not saying he's going to get fired or anything, but, like, oh, my God. You gave up yeah, 53? That, oh, wow. To a winless team, that ain't that ain't it, man. We might be shaking some things up in uh, Minnesota in terms of uh, coordinators on the defensive side of the ball. Agreed. And lastly, we had the Bush League versus BS game where <laughs> Michigan down Sparty in East Lansing 21-7. Which part of this do you want to divulge? Let's say we will spend no longer than three minutes on this game. Okay. One thing I want to say, and I want to give credit. And I want to trying to quickly lot, find it. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to give credit. Nicole Auerbach of The Athletic wrote a, a recap of this game that I really liked. And one thing that she said that I didn't think about till I read it is I think an interesting facet of this game is this is the first time I felt like Michigan players, Michigan, the staff, like hates state in a long time like I always feel that around Ohio State Mm -hmm. but going back the last Mm -hmm. couple years um I feel like Michigan State hates Michigan and that hate is not necessarily both directions but boy where they was where the Wolves fired up yeah and and that's why I return to that good old-fashioned as a fan I loved all that stuff all the the pregame and the dancing on the Spartan and Mm -hmm. what you know whatever with the uh Clothesline, non-clothesline, interruption of Michigan State's awkward walk across the field. You know, because for so long they took Michigan State for granted. You know, for yeah. most of the ni- most Agreed. of the 1990s and early 2000s, right? Here and there, they you would mm-hmm. be upset, but from 2008 to 2018, didn't exactly go the Wolverines' way. And I think it, it was fun as a fan to see them have an edge, and even today in the press conferences, not back down. Because Jim yeah. Harbaugh basically said, all right, well, I feel like you're just going to get this sorted out and uh, kind of talk about it. He, he said it was a reflection of the whole program. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, this fired up about this instant. I don't, I mean, part of me is just like, 
it's just like a weak tradition. Like, I don't know. You walk, link arms and walk the field. Like, what is that? I don't get what that's supposed to do in general. And, and okay, fine. That's just Soft tradition. My, my, two, my two things on that is, D'Antonio, you were right behind them. It's not BS. You're standing yeah. right behind them. As you asked people to do, they got out their cameras. You're standing right behind them. Two, you guys were late. Wait, you want to bicker over how late? You said one time you should have been on the time. That, that's called late. Yep. I'm not sure what else you have. They're actually fortunate, Sparty, that you're completely ignoring the stats of the game in that you had two yes. yards rushing, four yards passing, and five yards by penalty. They had the ball for a total of 18 minutes and 57 seconds to Michigan's 41-30. I'd be talking a lot about my pregame swagger if those were my during game stats and I was 0 for 12 on third down and 0 for 1 on fourth. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State, you know. <laughs> That's atrocious. In... That's one of the worst offensive lines I've seen. Yeah, no, I mean, we so we said this in the preview. Like, yeah, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, both teams are going to be hyped up. But again, you don't, like, throw out the personnel. Like, the personnel still have to play, <laughs> and I think it really showed. For I mean, it's final score was 21-7, but for the longest time, this game was oh, right, nothing. Right. But to be, to be honest, I, after Michigan scored that touchdown, at no point did I think Michigan State was going to win that game. Regardless of Michigan only being up one touchdown, I felt like Michigan was controlling, like I mean, basically the line of scrimmage both ways. I was not particularly worried. Sure, about it. I Michigan had too many penalties too that kept them yeah. in the game. Yeah. They had two fumbles also that were both recovered by Michigan State. Michigan had nine penalties for ninety nine yards. Those things kept Sparty in the game, and those are the kind of mental errors they're going to have to get rid of in order to finish the season the way that that they want it to finish it, especially in Columbus the week after Thanksgiving. Agreed. I'm still a little nervous about the game in Columbus, obviously, but you know, going back to our preview of the Big Ten, we were talking about this stretch yeah. where they play Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State, and I believe I said I thought they were coming out one mm. and three. One. Or excuse me, uh, yeah. one and two. Well, so you're um, definitely wrong about that. that. I'm definitely wrong. Happy <laughs> to be wrong about that one. Happy to be wrong about that. I mean, three and zero seems like the most likely course. Oh, I've Evan, knock on all the wood that you have right now. <laughs> Penn State has so, been the team that, that absolutely plays to their opponent. I know I said that about Northwestern, but I think it's also true about Penn State. You look at the way that they played Ohio State, and then the way that they play yeah. Indiana. It's like. No, they're going to come to the big house, and they're going to game, and James Franklin brings a lot of swagger with them. Trace McSorley can't be underrated, so that's going to be a game they're definitely going to have to get up for. So I'm excited to see how this Big Ten season unravels. I, I would love for the Hawkeyes to continue rolling in the in the West. So we, you know, we have a legit showdown in, in Indiana between whoever comes out of the East and hopefully Iowa. Yeah, no, should be very exciting, but let's hop let's into the it. Mac. Army, just, just. Pushes Miami over the edge. I was really impressed with the Red Hawks and how long they hung in there with the Black Knights and a double OT loss, 31-30. to This Army victory comes without a forward pass. This is the fourth time since 2014 Army has had a game where they did not throw a forward pass. Had a win. Had a win. They've won four times. They've oh, attempted, sorry. They've attempted they did a, a fifth, fifth time, time <laughs> but they lost. That's amazing. <laughs> Impressed. No, I agree. I think this Army team's, I mean, pretty good. I, sure. I don't know how good we want to say that they are. They're certainly, I mean, it seems like they're playing every damn MAC team. So uh, they're certainly MAC sure. good. Um, and I, I too, impressed. They're MAC good. They're Commander in Chief Cup good, too. Right. Agreed. So. 
Buffalo contains Toledo's offense to win 31-17 in the glass house. Buffalo just looking more and more like the only adult left in the MAC. Fighting Nathan Rourke's, a.k.a. the Ohio Bobcats, stomp on Bowling Green, 49-14. Eastern best ball state, 42-20. Eastern, 4-4, four four, two more to get bowl, bowl eligible and be 15-minute use, most improved MAC team of the season. Western Michigan, direction on directional violence here, over Central, 35-10. Central moves to... One and seven, while Western's headed in the other Uh-oh. direction at six and two. Yeah, Central and Kent, speaking of Kent, need a lot of help. Akron needed OT to defeat Kent. Only got to win by one, though, 24-23. Kent now moves to one and seven, their only win coming over the Howard Bison. So I will say a couple things on this, starting with yep. that last game. Akron, like, I'm not going to sit here and say I thought Akron was an awesome team. But, like, man, you need OT to defeat Hey, Akron Kent. beat Northwestern. That- this year. Uh, yeah. So Akron, I don't, I don't, by... Did I say they were bad? I'm just saying... James, the properties also beat State. <laughs> <laughs> so they're as good as Michigan. I'm just saying, not a great <laughs> look to need that OT to defeat Kent. Um, I think don't overlook that Buffalo victory, though, man. Um, Toledo, very good on offense. Yeah, I was impressed with the Buffalo uh, defense. Not great there. in the match, I agree. You have yes. to be very impressed... Uh, holding yes. them to 17, especially in the glass house. That might be, you know, signs of things to come in the East. Um, and then, you know, the love of my life, the uh, Bobcats keep rolling. I'm, I ain't keep mad about rolling. that. Keep rolling? What, what is their record? Need... Stop it. They've... I'm telling you, they in the map, that's all I care about for the OU Bobcats. That's all I care about. Let's move on to national news. Ohio State falling to Purdue, probably the biggest event in the national landscape, but Cincinnati and NC State were both bounced from the ranks of the undefeated. NC State just punished by Clemson, and then Cincinnati fell into an overtime engagement with Temple coming out just short there against Sad. the Owls. Also bounced from the rankings, predictably. people You're still underestimating Cincinnati, I think, at, at 6-1. and one, That's a huge homer take there, but after the Purdue victory, I think it goes to the Washington State Cougs hosting their first college game day, just handling Oregon, dominant fashion, at home, 34-20 in Pullman. Let me let me ask you this little sure. bit of trivia in light of the Cincinnati sure. game. So Cincinnati lost to Temple. They were also underdogs going okay. into the game. Temple had three losses, Cincinnati yep. was undefeated. When was the last time and what were the two teams – that there was a matchup between an undefeated team and a three-loss team, and the three-loss team was the favorite. Three-loss team was the favorite? Yeah. Clearly you didn't watch game day. <laughs> I didn't. I was running, so and I was game. preparing for the service. Fair enough. Fair. You were the officiant <laughs> in that wedding we went to. Uh, so this was one of Bears trivia okay. picks. I thought it was a good one. 2016, USC, Oregon. USC had three losses. Oregon was undefeated. And USC also pulled out. Interesting. The good fact, Bear. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So let's yeah. let's talk rankings. Not a ton of movers and shakers. Ohio State dropping in the wrong direction, 9 to number 11. Basically every team in front of them, or that was you know 10 or above, Moved up one or two spots, with the exception of Alabama did not move, and USC, UCF, UCF did not move. Oregon, after the loss to Washington State, falls 7 to number 19, and NC State, after their loss, falls 6 to number 22. Moving in the positive direction, 
Washington State, biggest gainer there, moves up 11 spots to number 14 as they move to 6-1 and one on the season. We bid bon voyage to Cincinnati, Mississippi State, and Sparty. Welcome to the party. Number 23, we should say welcome back to the party. Number 23, Utah. Number 24, Stanford. And ranked for the first time this season, App State, 5-1. and one. Evan, thoughts on movers, shakers, placement? Okay. One, I don't understand why you see I mean, I do understand because – it's, so Florida uh, jumped in. Uh, Florida was at 11. UCF doesn't move at all. I don't I don't get that. No love. Um, sad to see Cincinnati go. And I don't know, Matt, talk me out of this. But I think Natty could take or at least give a very good game to Utah, UCF, and App State. Am I crazy? Think of those three no, teams. I, no, no it, your list is too short. Put Stanford on the list. They're suspect. As as all get out, put NC State on that list. For uh, put put yeah, uh, no, put I the, put yeah, the kings think... of playing to their competition, Penn State on that list. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, Penn State just beat Indiana thirty three twenty eight. Since then, they can hang around those guys. Come on. The, to me, the most suspect yeah, no, I agree. So... is Texas moves up to number six at oh, six yeah. and one. Are you kidding? I don't think Oklahoma's very good. Yeah, so so yeah, I'm not high on that victory. Also, you lost to Maryland. You can't be in the top ten. Sorry, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't be in the top ten. No. It, it, Agreed. That that to me is is boggling. So, huh, stay tuned next week. First. Oh yeah. First playoff, playoff ranking uh, will come out. So, conversation yeah, will get get a lot that. more heated as we move into next week. Evan, with how fun college football got, college football Twitter got even more fun. And there are oh, any it. number of tweets we can pick for this week. We are going to warn listeners that we're staying very Big Ten-centric here in our Tweets of the Week. So, you know what, guys? If you want something else, tweet at us. Tweet at us. Find us. Or we'll get, consider them. Or get your own damn podcast. Don't say don't, don't. That's so harsh. All right. <clears throat> so, I'm going to roll through four, and you tell me which Let's comes out as your favorite. Let's start with the Bush League versus the BS game. Michigan defenseman Chase Winovich had two pretty epic tweets. One is which he starts on Twitter. I'd like to take this moment to apologize, and then in all caps, for absolutely nothing. Go blue. Later that night, Winovich also tweeted, in other words, Yin, see the Slippery Rock score? Impressive win. Slippery Rock defeats Clarion 28-13. If you're not an avid Michigan fan, you would may not realize that every week at, in Ann Arbor, the Slippery Rock score is posted on the... Uh, scoreboard in the big house. CFB routed it after Ohio State falling to Purdue. Urban Meyer is going to have an assistant teach him how to delete this game from his phone. <laughs> I saw about five other similar tweets of that. Meyer's getting roasted for deleting from memory. And then this I saw today, which I was like, oh my goodness. James Carville. Now you have to know, number one, that he's an avid LSU fan, the Raging Cajun. Yep. And people who closely followed the Clinton campaign in the early 1990s would understand his, I don't know, brash or rabid responses. But now he has a Twitter handle. He responds this way to Devin White of the Tigers being suspended for what has come to be a pretty questionable targeting call. Carville tweets, I would believe the Saudi government 
before I'd believe the SEC commissioner's office. And that's a fact. <laughs> oh, my God. Evan, so, tweet a week? You know, this is a tough one. I love the throwback to, like, the slight shade throwing at Brady Hoke with the, for absolutely nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. as well as, you know, growing up a Michigan fan, who doesn't love a good Slippery Rock update? I think I'm going to go with college yeah. football subreddit just because who that's some that's real great, shade, dude. man. That's some real shade. But I do have to say, James Carville, 100% he's always right. Good. He's always going to speak White. his mind. Like, you, can, you can count on James Carville come to on. speak his mind. That suspension was nuts. The Saudi government, Evan? That's too far. Fair. But come on. You saw the GIF or replay of it, right? Like, Yeah, it's not good. Well, and you know that in the same game, not in the same exact game, but in the same rules of game, the Baker Mayfield takes a like head-to-head dive on a flag that's picked up. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. You ready to pick him? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, quick recap of last week, Matt. You went nine and Ugh. seven, and I I went eleven and five. So I'm eighty seven forty five and one. You are eighty fifty three and one. I was coming um, off back to back double digit wins, man. It's a rough week. Nine and seven. I know. Damn. I know. I will say I won't get into them all, but we did have a couple uh, where one of us was wrong. We had the right pick, like yeah. the right person won, but the the spread was off. But what are you gonna do? That's how that, we play it? That comes with the territory pick. Yep. So getting into this week, we have a ton of disagreements. Yeah, um, might be so our I most breeze ever. Breeze through the gate. Yeah, probably, probably. So I'm gonna breeze through the ones we uh, agree on, and then circle back for the ones we disagree. But I'm actually gonna change up ever so slightly. I'm gonna go through like disagree or agree Big Ten, disagree okay. Big Ten, agree Mac, disagree Mac. Here we go. Uh, Starting the Big Ten. Uh, Minnesota is hosting Indiana. The spread is two and a half points in favor of Indiana. Uh, we're both taking Indiana. You lose to Nebraska, road. I don't Then we had Same, same. Michigan State is hosting Purdue. Spread is two and a half points uh, in favor of Michigan State. We're both taking Sparty. Part of me really wanted same. to take Purdue in this, but I think – I think states just gonna be so same exact rationale that they're just gonna yep. rip Purdue's yep. head off. Same rationale. Uh, Nebraska is hosting Bethune Cookman. I don't know what the deal is. Vegas, there's no yeah. spread published, at least no spread yet. So with no spread, like Scott Frost, if you lose this game, dog, I don't know. Like maybe you should pack your bags. We're both t- not surprisingly taking Nebraska. Yep. So Big Ten games we disagree with. Northwestern hosting. Uh, Wisconsin spread is six and a half points in favor of Wisconsin. I'm taking uh, Wisconsin. You're taking Northwestern. I think uh, Wisconsin getting that nice buy-in. I don't particularly think no, they, they is a hard Illinois. place to play. As I said, got that buy-in. <laughs> uh, I don't think uh, you know Evanston a hard place to play. I think they'll rebound. I think they got a good defense, and yeah, I think they could beat them by a touchdown. I could see that too. I'm leaning Northwestern because they're the home team. I, I'm serious in that. I think Northwestern plays the level of their competition. We've seen Northwestern beat Purdue at Purdue. We've seen Northwestern beat Michigan State at Michigan State, and we've seen them lose to Michigan by three after being up 17 at home. So, I, I like Northwestern at home here. 
I haven't seen anything from Wisconsin that's overwhelming that they're going to overcome those factors to me. We'll find out Saturday. All right, number 17, Penn State hosting number 18, Iowa. The Hawkeyes coming to town. The spread is nine points in favor of the Hawkeyes. I'm taking Iowa. I think you're now, puts puts before we do now, no, no, no. (laughs) I I just want to say outright with no spread, I would 1000% take Iowa. And and a lot of me wanted to take Iowa here. I don't like the nine point spread in Happy Valley. I I Penn State, similar to Northwestern, I think finds ways to match their competition. High profile game against Ohio State. You know, they they really amped up their game. A away game in Bloomington, I don't understand. Indiana, you can't get it going. So I think Iowa will win. I don't like them winning by double digits in Happy Valley, though. That makes me uncomfortable. Fair enough. I mean, I'm just such a ride-or-die Hawkeyes fan. You know, I, I got to take the Hawkeyes. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, last game we disagree on. UM, UMD, University of Maryland, hosting Illinois. Spread is 15 points in favor of Maryland. I honestly thought about this probably too long. 15 points. That's just a boatload Dude. for an offense that, quite frankly, doesn't impress me. They beat the number six team in the country, Evan. <laughs> and you just said that that was a load of hooey. Illinois is bad. I think they're bad, bad. And I like Maryland at home. I'm surprised that you're actually rolling Illinois. There is Because there's no way Illinois can win this game. Can't do it. No, can't. I don't think so. Can't, can't. I'm not, can they keep it within 15? I'm not... I don't think UMD can score. I think a high-scoring game for UMD in this would be 18 points. And then do I think Illinois could sneak a field goal in there? Yes, I do. Ergo, taking the line. That's fair. We'll see. All right, jumping into the MAC. We have only one game we agree on. Uh, Akron is hosting Central Michigan. The spread is six and a half points in favor of Central Michigan Chippewas. We're both taking Nobody second. Nobody took Akron. I can't believe that. Hard to believe. Going to the games we disagree. OU hosting Ball State. Ten and a half points in favor of the Bobcats. I am taking the Bobcats. I just think that offense is, you know, the team is now firing on all cylinders. I like that offense. I don't like Ball State's defense. I think ten and a half is doable. I don't like ten and a half for the Bobcats. I, I have yet to be. I'm still not impressed by them. Fair enough. Western Michigan hosting Toledo. The spread is two points, and it is in favor of the Western Michigan Broncos. I'm taking Toledo. I think that, despite last week, that offense is prolific. I think Western's defense is not nearly as good as Buffalo. I don't think two and a half points is enough. I'm going Toledo. I, I think this game is is really even. I think the home team would win either way. To me, two was an awkward line for them, and I see Western coming out yep. on front. If it were in the glass house, I would take Toledo. But since it's uh, at Western, I'm rolling the home team. All right. Uh, Eastern Michigan hosting Army Knights for like their 10th MAC game this season. The spread is two points. Yep. It is in favor of Eastern. I'm taking Army. You're taking Eastern. I just don't think, one, Eastern, when they win, or all their games in general, they score, you know, over 20 points. Um, not saying a huge amount of points, but they're usually 20 and above. Mm-hmm. I don't think Army's going to give them that opportunity. I think Army's obviously going to win the time of possession, uh, and I think that's going to lead to an outright Army win. I think if 
Eastern can't get that offense rolling, they can't win. I think Eastern was in a lot of lot of games the first half of the season with teams and just wasn't able to close them out. I think in the last couple weeks they've kind of gotten a little bit rhythm with actually converting and and winning some ball games. And I think they're into that. I like them at home. Depth two and a half points for getting two and a half. I like Eastern outright in this game. There we go. Two guys calling outright wins here. Uh, last game in the MAC, we disagree. And last game in general, uh, BYU hosting Northern Illinois. Spread is seven points yeah. in favor of BYU. Again, I thought about this game for a long time, and you know what, Matt? I'm saying NIU wins this outright. It, mountain time. Yeah, really love it. Wow, love it. You're the best team in the MAC. You got to represent. You know. They're not the best team in the back. Buffalo I'm not, definitely is. I'm not particularly impressed by BYU. They, yes, they squeaked a game out against Wisconsin, but, I mean, you lost to Cal. That, that's fair. I think that... You lost to Utah State. Yeah, but don't 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 walk in here like NIU's got a bunch of big victories like on their <laughs> schedule, man. I think playing at home, I'm rolling Mormons. They're in a, a time zone that they're used to, one that NIU is not. Yeah, and and I like the way that the the BYU defense has, has played this year. We'll see. I I don't think seven's enough. We don't have a spread this week that was on the uh, fifteen minute U. Alert, although to me the Ohio at home thing is absurd at 10.5. Fair. Okay, last two games. We agree on them both. They're at the national level. World's largest cocktail party. Number nine, Florida, hosting number seven, UGA. The spread is 10 points in favor of Georgia. It is at a neutral site. Uh, We're both taking Georgia. Yep. I thought about Florida for a little bit, but I think – I believe in Jake Fromm. I think he had a bad week a couple weeks ago. and. The neutral site also, to me, put it over for the Bulldogs. Agreed. Then we have number 24, Stanford hosting your boy, Mike Leach, and his number four, yep. 14, excuse me, Washington State Cougars. Spread is three and a half points. It's in favor of Stanford. We're both taking Washington State. I just don't think Palo Alto is a real tough place to play. I've been burned by picking Stanford in the past before. The offense, even with Bryce Love, I don't. Bryce Love just seems to be. I don't want to say taking the year off, but he's not performing like he used to. I mean, it's, um, it's one of the most vanilla offenses in the country. I I thought on Thursday night I was watching ASU Stanford. I, I thought there were a lot of moments in which Arizona State could have won that game, and they just insisted on turning the ball over, fumble and interception to Stanford, allowing them to kind of get back back in and take over the game. I think if Washington State looks anything like they looked on Saturday night, they're, they're going to take it to Stanford. I agree. I don't think Palo Alto is an intimidating place to play, which only works to the Cougars' advantage. There you go. So we'll see. Just so you know, before we go, in all of Maryland's victories, the least amount of points that they've scored is 34. Texas, 34-29. Bowling Green, 45-14. Minnesota, 42-13. And Rutgers, 34-7. Well, you locked it in. Can't wait. (laughs) Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. (laughs) Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on Apple Podcast app, Google Play, iTunes, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Remember, hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you happen to go to any fall weddings this weekend, as Evan and I did with number 98 tell a friend and then have that friend tell a friend 
Oh yeah, 15 minute uncle was in the house, 15 minute cousin was in the house, 15 minute dad, 15 minute sister. A lot, 15 minutes were all over the place. 15 all minutes over all the place. over the place. So, big shout out to 98. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at 15 Minute You and on Twitter. Thank you so much, folks. No matter what you decide to do this week, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Dude, that whole stuff with D'Antonio, though. What was, that was so weak. Harbaugh. Oh, I, I love it. it. I, no, D'Antonio I was love weak. It, I love the, like, barbs, and I love yeah. Harbaugh being like, yeah, it could have been a really serious incident. I, I, I do what you said in the about that article is so true that I love that they hate each other. Yeah, yeah. Alright, three, two.